0: You're listening to Fuel for Warriors, episode 20.
1: Somebody who gets shit done.
0: It's all down to hustle.
1: Uh, relentless mindset.
0: We think of 300, we think of the Spartan. Sort of the courage and conviction to face their challenges in life. It always does the right thing at all costs. This week's guest is Matt the Immortal
1: Brown. You know, you can be a warrior in a million different ways. but you just don't back down from things, face things head on, and you're a warrior in my book.
0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Fuel for Warriors. I'm your host, Timothy Lawson. This is a podcast collaboration between Lawson Entertainment and Lock and Load Java, where I talk to military veterans and athletes and other people that resonate with the idea of being a warrior about their challenges in life and what ultimately inspires and we learn what is the fuel for their warrior. This week's guest is Matt the Immortal Brown. He's a welterweight fighter in the UFC. He's coming off of a recent win against Tim Means and is and is fighting again in November against Kelvin Gastelum. I know a lot of you are eager to hear the interview, so I will. Uh, I'll turn it over to Carl Churchill, who has a couple things to say. Founder of Lock and Load Java, and then we'll get into my interview. When it's finished, be sure to tweet Matt Brown. He's at I am the Immortal, and thank him for for coming on the show and, and sharing some things with us. And be sure to head over to LostEntertainment.com to hear more of our programming, and also LockAndLoadJava.com to get premium coffee from an Army veteran-owned organization. Thank you for taking the time to listen. Enjoy. Hey, Warriors. This is Carl Churchill, co-founder and chief coffee officer of Lock and Low Java. Thanks for taking the time to listen to our friend and fellow veteran, Tim Lawson, as he interviews risk takers who've embraced the warrior ethos. I know you'll love our guest today. And when you're finished with the episode, head over to LockandLoadJava.com and use the coupon code Fuel for Warriors, to receive a 10% discount on our premium coffee and cocoa. Stay motivated, my friends, and keep challenging yourself. All right, Warriors, welcome to another exciting episode of Fuel for Warriors. This week, we bring to you Matt the Immortal Brown. Sir, thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, my pleasure. So before we get into the interview, a fun fact about you and I. I believe you and I visit the same barber uh, in Dublin, Ohio, over at the Shamrock Barbershop.
1: Oh, really?
0: <laughs> nice. Yeah, I uh, I sat down in the chair a few weeks ago. My barber, Michael Tracy, who, he, like, right away was like, do you watch UFC? I was like, yeah, I watch you. He was like, yeah, Matt Brown was in here the other day. I was like, what? <laughs> he was uh, <laughs> right. he was very excited there that he got to cut uh, the Immortals hair. Yeah. yeah,
1: I'll be going back to him. Uh, and I need to get it today, really, but I'm pretty irresponsible, very cool. so
0: yeah absolutely so matt the you know the name of the show is fuel for warriors this is uh you know we, we look at the the warrior ethos the warrior culture we find it a lot in military veterans and professional athletes when you hear the term warrior what does that mean to you
1: um i mean i guess i think it's pretty straightforward pretty simple it's just a, a, a man that fights every day um you know you can be a warrior in a million different ways i mean if you just don't back down from things and face things head on and you're a warrior in my book and that can be as simple as facing up to a conflict with with a you know your significant other or uh, you know or going to battle overseas or something um it, it's a really simple concept it's just a matter of the, the execution is far more difficult than the concept
0: yeah, that's interesting. It's the, it's the first time anybody's really um, has really mentioned it like that. Do you do you find it challenging to execute the the warrior mindset?
1: Um, I think it's pretty natural for me, so it's, it's probably not as difficult as as others. But I also practice it daily. You know, I I do. Um, I, I really love books, and I do. I make a lot of conscious decisions to to live as a warrior. And, again, I believe that that it carries more weight than just what you're carrying in the gym or or on the battlefield or whatever. You have to, if, if a true warrior lives as a warrior 24-7 in, in all aspects. Uh, Musashi talked a lot about that book, for Five Ranks, and uh, that's sort of the, the code that I follow, you know, the, the way. And that was my original inspiration for uh, the way that I lived my life. And I still read that book probably 50 times. and and still, pretty much before every fight, like I read it, just with, uh, to remind myself how I'm supposed to be living and, um, and them. If you, you know, if you meet any true highest uh, level warriors, that's what they do, is they live a certain way. You, you know when you talk to them, you can walk into a bar and you know who the, the warriors are without saying a word.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree 100%. You know, Matt, you you never know, uh, I I have to ask this, you never know what you can really trust on the Internet. And uh, on Wikipedia, according to Wikipedia, and and I I didn't do a lot of uh, research on this, so I'm just going to go straight to the source. Uh, According to Wikipedia, your nickname, The Immortal, was given to you by your friends after you survived an overdose of heroin? Yeah, so that was, um,
1: essentially that that was one of, uh, a variety of very close to death encounters. Um, yeah. And that, but that was kind of the one that was kind of that was when when I first heard the term and uh, immortal, and that was the inspiration, the original inspiration. I mean, it means way more than that sure. to me. But but that was you know where the, the thought first uh, arose in my mind. Like wow, that's you know that's me. You know, I'm immortal. Yeah, of course, absolutely. Of course, of course. Like I'm, I'm not an idiot. You know, I'm not a. I don't think I'm a vampire or anything. I'm not. You know, I, mean, I know my days in <laughs> the Of course, obviously, it means more than that.
0: You're not. You're not jumping off of buildings, sp- screaming, "I can fly."
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> you know. So, uh, you know, I've watched a. I've watched a handful of interviews of yours uh, from the past few months to sort of see uh what sort of dialogue that you're creating uh with the media and you know about your own fighting and one thing I thought was interesting that uh a lot of the interviews prior to the team the Tim Means fight uh that you won by submission. Congratulations on that, sir. That
1: period. nasty
0: elbow by Brown, closes in. There's another one. Tim Means looks to defend himself so drops down for a single, drops down for a takedown, but Matt Brown locks up the nasty choke and Means taps it's immediately. The um the you you know you you talked about how you were treating it much like your first fight after after losing two in a row uh, two higher profile fights and you're going to this Tim Means fight you were you're looking at it as your first fight and now at, on the back side on the other side of that fight did winning that fight feel like winning a first fight did you feel that that amount of adrenaline rush through you like you much did your first professional fight
1: um man that's a tough question I, I, you know because when you win, it just it, it's not really satisfying enough. Um, and when you lose, it's the worst thing in the world. When you win, it's it's like okay, I did what I was supposed to do. You know, let's <laughs> move on now. So, and it's kind of always been that way, even even before. You know, winning is never what you picture it to be in your head. You think it's going to be this glorious thing, and, and you're just going to be, you know, feeling amazing and this and that. When really, it's just kind of Okay, that's exactly what I planned on doing. That's I, I did it. Now let's go to the next one. Let's do it again. So I don't know. Um, I don't really, to be honest, I can't even remember what it felt like to win my first professional play. So, uh, You know, that was, that was a long time ago. And like I said, you know, um, my my strategizing coach, Louis Simmons, is. I've, I've always looked up to him a lot, and one thing that he's always preached to me since the beginning has been, um, you know, it's not about what we've done, it's about what we're going to do. Um, you know, he's he's a world-class, one of the, has a shit ton of world records in powerlifting and whatnot, and, I mean, he's probably got a, a freaking, I don't know if he even keeps them, but trophies, medals, he's probably, probably got an entire household of those, but when you walk into the house, you don't see a single one of them. And I, I asked him one time and said, "What do you, what do you do with all this? like, "Why don't you have them all?" You know, I would imagine this house to be a, a shrine unto himself. But uh, he said, "It's not about what I've done; it's about what I'm going to do." And that's that's exactly how I try to live my life. It's just like yeah, You yeah, know, once you win and it's over, it's like who cares? Now let's do the next one.
0: Yeah. Absolutely, and, and the next thing that you're going to do is uh, November 21st against uh, Kelvin G- Gastelum? 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 Kelvin uh, Gastelum. Gastelum, there we go. Uh, I mean, I, you know, you went to, you said you were going to the Tim's, Tim Tim Bean's fight as a new fighter that you were approaching, you were rededicating yourself to to your arts and your skill set. You know, how much of that is carrying over into this Kelvin fight, or is it is it back to, do you feel like you've picked up your momentum again like you did just a just a couple of years ago before uh losing the Robbie. you know how are you approaching this fight uh mentally as the, in, compared to the tim means fight
1: um it's going to be the same thing i've actually kind of approached fights like that for a long time uh, in that in that fashion where every fight is my first fight and every fight is my last fight but i guess maybe uh Maybe I just hadn't really. It's maybe I was saying it more than I was doing it. You know what I mean? When you talk about uh, again, it's the execution. Just you know, sitting there saying that you know that I I practiced this mentality. You know, actually practicing goes further than saying that's the way you practice it. And I've always uh, felt like each fight has been you know I'm gonna try to look at it as my first fight. That you know, no past, no future only learn from the past, you know, not, but not dwell on it. Um, but I'm not sure that I was truly living it like that. So, um, being that I was coming off two losses, it made it a lot easier to actually live that, right. And to actually feel that way. So uh, I think it was a learning lesson and, uh, uh I think I'm, I'll be better at doing it this time. So again, I'm over that fight. I've, I've done it. And now I'm on to the next one. And, uh, yeah, you know, keep reinventing myself every time. I I have to keep going up. If I'm not going up, I'm going down. If I'm going down, then I might as well go up. So uh, I'm, I'm gonna keep moving forward.
0: Yeah, uh, you know, so you're you're 34 years old, and uh, while well, still very much in your youth, this is you know the mid 30s is where we've seen fighters lose a step, lose an edge. You know, what are you doing in your training to make sure that? You know, while not trying to reinvent yourself, you're staying on top of what your physical capabilities is trying to do.
1: Well, in the younger days of my training, it's always just been training hard as I can. Every every workout, I try to walk out um, where I can barely walk out, basically. And the older you get, the more you realize that that's not um, conducive to longevity. So... Now I look more towards how can I be a smarter fighter? How can I train smarter? Um, I have kids and a family now, so there's a lot more of, uh, of how, how can I live a more fulfilled life and you know more intelligent life. I don't, I don't want to come home and not be able to walk and play with my kids. You know, so there's a lot, lot more to it now than just simply. Go bang out the hardest possible training session you can possibly get, and rest up and do it again later. There's a there's a whole you know whole process to it. Um, not easy, but I it's if my theories for training and everything works out, then I'll have a good long career, and hopefully you know at least into my 40s. Um, if if I'm wrong with everything that I'm doing, then yeah, you know, I guess it could end any time. Right? So, it's So <laughs> yeah. There's definitely a, a you know a risk you're playing. It's a, it's always a, it's a game that nobody. There's no yeah. perfect way. Nobody knows the the perfect way. It's not a perfect science. It's not an exact science. But it's gotta hope yeah, that absolutely. That yeah, you know what I'm saying. I mean, I just read all the information you can, do all the research you can, talk to the best people you can, and hope that you're doing it all right.
0: When, uh, you know something I think maybe the average UFC fan doesn't, uh doesn't know or doesn't quite um, have as much insight into and maybe this, this question is, is specifically just for them. When you're preparing for a fight, you know putting it in percentage wise, whether it's 50, 50 or 70, 30, how much is preparing for your you know sharpening your own skill set and how much of it is preparing for your opponent's uh, approach to fighting?
1: i um, mean in a percentage, I would say at most like twenty percent would be towards the opponent um at least eighty percent is for myself. I mean the opponent is really you know they change sometimes. I think i've someone sent me a stat not too long ago that said like something like seventy five percent of my opponents have been changed um so that's hmm. so you know something you always have to factor in and then. On top of that, I, if if I'm preparing myself properly, then it shouldn't matter who's in front of me. So there's yeah I try I try not to worry too much about what he's doing and worry more about what I'm doing. But I give it that 20% just just because you know if he's a southpaw obviously you have to have southpaws and he's a wrestler you know it's probably better to have someone you know some guys know how to wrestle you know you gotta have you know some sort of uh, intelligence about it so. That's why I'd give a twenty percent, but that'd be a high number. I would
0: say. Yeah. Okay. In in an, in another interview recently, you had you know talking again about how your how you've sort of have changed not changed, but you've made adjustments in your professional or in your personal life um, with some you know you, you've been ridding yourself of some material items that you don't need, like your Jeep and some guns, and I'm sure other items are on that list. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you know how how is that? Um, how 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 have you benefited from that at this point? Uh, I'm I'm assuming you're in about a year, maybe just under a year of making that change. You know how have you? What sort of effects have you
1: noticed? Uh it's I definitely feel the change every day. I'm um, just more clear minded. You know, I, I essentially just did a purge of everything that's not necessary, and um, I just kind of got back to the essentials. Um, you know, like I even just I just read a great book recently called Essentialism. And, that's just basically, you know, the, the way that I'm trying to live my life and, you know, just be more primitive about it. And, you know, there's only a couple of things in this world that we need, um, you know, family, food, shelter. Those are the only things that are really important. Um, so all this other stuff is really just extra. so
0: Yeah. And the the book you're talking about, Essentialism, that is by Greg McCown. I actually just also recently uh, finished that book. And it is it is wonderful in talking about how do you give your highest contribution with the highest bit of focus at the right time, and it just goes so much in depth on how to evaluate that part of your life and how you can best contribute or into into the world
1: around you. Yeah, it's awesome. You read it too, so yeah, so you know exactly what I'm talking about. And you know, yeah. it's one of one of many um, books, uh, you know, on that subject. And but it was probably one of the better written ones that. Uh, it's more. I think it's more clear, and laid out more simply and obviously than, than a lot of other books. But yeah, you know, it's a great one. And um, I guess you know, maybe a little plug for that book is already, right, even though. Yeah, why you know, not? I, I'll, I'll it plug then, a the yeah.
0: book. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's, it's a great one. So, um, you know, the the point is uh, that's essentially what I'm looking at doing here. Is just you know, forgetting about all this stuff that, that clutters the mind or that be even, even a potential distraction. I got, I got rid of all that stuff it, even if it's not a distraction, but it might be a distraction. Yeah. I just don't need it. You know, I got a short window here. I don't have a, a lot of time. You know, I, I hope I can fight for a long time more, but I have to look at the reality and, you know, the, um, you know, five years, you know, is, is, I'd be 39, and it's, it's rare for, for there to be a champion at 39 years old. So I have to yeah. look at the reality and, uh, you know, accept that and, you know, deal with yeah. what it is.
0: Absolutely. Before we get into our two wrap up questions, Matt, I'm curious what you're reading now. What, uh, what sort of content are you consuming at the moment?
1: Um, I'm actually, doing uh uh, tim ferris's four-hour work week right now oh no that's a classic yeah i've I've had it for i've actually had it so i do uh, the the kindle and i've had it on there for probably i don't know two three years (laughs) i mean and just never really got around to it so i finally decided i'm gonna break down and, and get into it a little bit just started today actually
0: yeah absolutely and uh i'll I'll messages to you to to remind you, but another book you should look into is called Choose yourself by by james Altucher. if you if you like okay. those two books it's a, it's it's not so much on productivity like those two books are, but it's definitely on focusing on doing what you're supposed to be doing and how to better that part of your life it's, i'll I'll message you the details um so the the, the, the yeah the yeah, the yeah. so the last two questions, Matt, for every episode, um, talk about challenges and inspiration. So the first one, you know, other than your opponents in the cage, obviously, what challenges do you find yourself facing on a regular basis? So whether it's a daily challenge, weekly challenge, uh, and then what are you doing to better overcome them?
1: Um, uh, easily the the biggest challenge is being a, a good father and. um and really, basically, I'm doing the same things to to, to do that as I am, um, as I am to improve my life overall. Because if I improve my life and I become a better person, then I become a better father. It all runs parallel. To being a better martial artist and um, all those things, they all run together. Um, and it all goes down the same river. So. Um, that's but that's definitely the the biggest challenge because every single day you know my kids are four years old they're gonna be five and I'm month. to there's constant challenge constant question of am I doing this right should I be doing it like this yeah. what should I be telling them you know the hard questions all the time and so anybody's got kids they know exactly what I'm talking about so
0: <laughs> I can imagine
1: <laughs> yeah uh, you all, you all have kids I guess huh.
0: No, not uh, not yet, thankfully. Um, I'm yeah. when I do when I do, I'll I feel like I'll be a lot better prepared than uh, than otherwise. So, um, I'm, I'm trying my best. It's almost
1: one of those that, that, that like you're never never ever gonna be as prepared as you wish you were. <laughs> you know, yeah. What I mean, I mean, true, I mean,
0: that's that, that. I can only I imagine that uh, that to be true.
1: No, there may even be a point of over preparedness where, you know, you know too much. Right, and you want to tell them everything, you know. So I have to hold myself back sometimes and realize that they're not going to understand, you know, the the deep philosophies, uh, you know. Like they're not <laughs> going to understand the forty laws of power. That you know, what I mean? like, yeah. They yeah. don't need to know that, you know. They could, they're cool with just learning, like, like you know, the golden rule and stuff. So, <laughs> it's, right. it's like I said, that's a huge challenge. It's a lot of fun though.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I can imagine that your your kids uh, is an easy answer for this, uh, but maybe there's a, a deeper one. You know, the, you know, again, the, the name of the show is Fuel for Warriors, and we've gone over what it means to be a warrior and your career and how all that applies. And now, what is your fuel? What is inspiring you to get up every day and to be a better person, a better father, a better fighter?
1: Well, the saying that your kids is that is it's kind of a, it's almost a cop-out answer to me. Um, I don't think that should inspire me. I think that should be, I mean, of course it does inspire me, but that, that's a natural um, progression. You know, I should naturally take care of my kids. I should naturally do good things for them. Um, and And I choose to try to inspire them rather than let them inspire me. I want to inspire them. So... Obviously, because really, because okay, so I guess it does. He's kind of deep, even. <laughs> so, so, like, if I if I try to use them as inspiration, it becomes almost negative because there's a lot of pressure to put on myself, right? Yeah. Um, so in, in instead, like again, I choose I choose to inspire them, and uh, my own inspiration comes from within, and that's where I believe the truest inspiration should come from. I believe that's where all motivation should come from should come from within and if it comes from anything external then it's simply not as genuine and it's not gonna be as powerful. So I look within myself for the inspiration. And within myself what I find for the inspiration um could go on and on forever. But uh more than anything else, just the simple fact of uh of uh you know, where I come from and where I want to be. Uh, and that's a simple inspiration right there. You know, I want to be, I, I put myself on this path years ago and decided where I wanted to be and I'm not going to uh, slow down until I get, get there. And again, it's pretty simple for me because that's the type of person that I am. But when when I choose a path, like I'm walking down that path, no matter what is, is in the way there. Um, for some people, you know, they have to find external things to push them down the path or uh, uh, you know other things other reasons whatever you know for me it's pretty simple
0: yeah absolutely that's a that's a great answer though i like that matt thank you so much for for taking the time to talk to me and my audience and i know that any of your fans that uh that have come through through shared links whatever also enjoy the conversation and again i know you're a very uh high demand person as a professional athlete i really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us
1: it's my pleasure brother
0: wonderful thank you and uh good luck in november all right, thank you, Matt. That was such a great interview with Matt. Very, very grateful to be able to have him on the show. Thank you, everybody, for taking the time to listen. Be sure to tweet at Matt uh, at I am the Immortal and thank him for coming on to the show. Also follow us on Twitter at TimLawson21 and at Lock and Java. Thank you. I'm Tim Lawson on behalf of Carl Laurie and the rest of us at Lock and Java. We'll see you next week. Thank you for taking the time to listen. Be sure to head over to lockandlowjava.com using promo code FUELFORWARIOUS for a discount on your purchase. Also, head over to LawsonEntertainment.com for more of my programming. Stay strong and stay motivated.